when you're working with the startup. So how much of your, do you, you get involved in the hiring processes? Do you guys hire um, stateside as well as over, overseas? I, I saw some involvement that may involve um, including team members in Central South America and Asia and beyond. Tell me about how you guys look for talent. Well, yeah, we try to we try to find the right people for the right company, and we know a lot of people in, in Central America, which is very cost cost effective and extremely for the startups. Because one of the things that happens is that when you're starting up, uh, you need to take care of every penny, yeah, and absolutely. focus on on building the right thing the right way and as fast as possible and try it out. So, so yeah, we try to, to connect the founders with the adequate teams, but most, most important before we do the, all that, we try to, to make sure that the idea uh, is as polished as it can be before spending any money in building. Yeah. So, yeah. Just to take care of, take, of, of your initial funds. That's very important. Absolutely. Um, that's so with, uh, with where you're hiring, I don't know if you know this, um, my, my vision, right. I don't share it all the time on here. Cause I'm usually just extracting visions, but my vision is to bridge the economic gap between North America and South America. That's what I live for and build for. And that's why I was so excited. I was like, I got to get Roberto on, like, I got to talk to him about, about all the things we're up to. Um, if you were to real quick though, before we dive into the full conversation, Three of your favorite business books. Oh, my three favorite business books. Okay, so my number one, it has to be um, uh, Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie, how 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 to uh, make friends. Uh, and then my second, yeah, yeah, that's for for, for me, that's, that's number one because if you can't sell, uh, you're gonna have troubles. You you need to know how to sell your stuff. And this is from 1937, by the way. Yeah, it's an awesome book. Uh, I, I gave it to my kid when he uh, turned 13. Um, and uh, I've read it a number of times. I, I always want to read it back uh, again and again. Um, the second book I recommend that, that really uh, was important for me is called The Goal. The Goal is about um, yeah, how, how to uh, execute execution it's um it's a, a real good book i i highly recommend the goal and my third book it's um, all right welcome in to vision pros live with jackson callum i'm your show host we will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there What's up, Vision Pros? Welcome into Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm super excited to have who you may know as Robbie Palomo on the show today. I know him as Roberto Palomo. And we're going to be talking a little bit in English as well as a little bit in Spanish throughout this show. Well, I guess 50-50? No, probably not. More English than Spanish. Don't worry. You'll be able to hang even without your chat GPT translating everything for you, okay? Um, before I bring Roberto on stage and we talk about business growth and the wisdom from all the companies he's been able to help set up and the unfair advantage that he has in working with Central and South American individuals, which creates an an economic advantage for any startup who's trying to get started where the, the the living wage is much lower the ability to to live 
um, and provide for yourself in certain countries is different than trying to live in. Well, that's why I live in Texas and not California, for heaven's sake. Um, I couldn't afford to live in California. Thank you. So the opportunity to grow. Um, one of the things I love about our first initial part of the conversation was how we talked about being a wise steward of your funding, making sure the foundation is laid solid before you make investments. Uh, that's usually a very important sign for great leaders. So already impressed with that. Again, I'll bring it back on and we'll talk about his vision and depth. Before I do that, though, of course, I want to help you guys see some of the other tools that we're utilizing and working with. Patrick Creighton of Laidback Languages, he teaches people how to learn foreign languages fast. Um, and now this isn't, you know, if you want Duolingo, that's awesome. If you're just learning for fun, you know, or just trying to, to learn a few quips to the date or something like that, I, I get that. Patrick has impressed me tremendously because I do speak Spanish fluently and the ability to learn it fast. Um, you know, I, I learned it in four and a half months. I was fluent and four, I didn't know that until I'd been speaking for 18 months, but there came a transition anyway, beyond the point, how did I learn so fast? I had teachers like Patrick Creighton in my life who helped me understand how to move forward quickly. He is an amazing individual. If you're looking to learn a foreign language to help strengthen your brand or to help strengthen your relationships, it's something that's awesome. He's, he's amazing what he does. Detail Publishing, detailpublishing.com is run by Ashley Detail. She's one of my favorite people on earth. She's also the best at R&D that I've ever come across. If you're looking for content marketing, you're looking to launch a book, She's the absolute best. Feel free to go watch a few previous episodes where I kind of go off probably too much and talking about the praise I feel for Ashley. She's fantastic. Her systems are awesome. She publishes books for some amazing people. You might be next. Um, without further ado, oh, one more thing. We always want to talk about the water project. So as far as the water project goes, we've got millions of people on this earth right now who don't have access to clean drinking water. All I'm asking is that you share the message with other people. If you are in a position to give back, it's an amazing opportunity as well. Uh, what you get to do is you get to see which communities need help, what exactly they're going to build. And let's say you commit $5 to one of these specific, specific community projects. The Water Project tells you what's going on, what's happening with that, how they're teaching these people how to maintain said solution for years to come. This creates a generational impact that will certainly have a positive effect on the global economy as children are able to stay focused on being in school rather than going to search for water that might not even be safe for their families to begin with. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I feel in my privileged state of being able to podcast and being able to connect with business people in the United States, I have I would never want to uh, to skip the opportunity to help where major help is needed. So with that said, too, if you have a cause that you'd rather see supported, you know, you're like, man, I wish you would talk about this. Drop a link to the cause and in, in the whatever you're watching from and give us the grace of getting to learn about that. We might contribute to it ourselves. We might talk about it on the show uh, when there's abundance. We should be abundantly giving. So with that said, Robert, uh, Robbie Palomo. Uh, has been a founder of more than 12 companies. So I've decided I'm going to call him the baker um, because he's on his way to a baker's dozen entities that he's been advising and helping and supporting. Or maybe he's passed that mark. We'll find out in just a minute. Um, but the range of companies that he's been helping, uh, you know, involve tech, involve hiring Central South America, involve growth in the United States. He's based out of Frisco, Texas. I do have a special place in my heart for fellow Texans. So there's, there's a lot of, um, just be ready, have a notepad, have a pen, 
take advantage of this opportunity to learn from all the things that he's been accomplished with. Roberto, thank you for joining me on Vision Pros Live, man. It's an absolute pleasure pleasure to have you here. Hey, thank you so much, Jackson. I'm sure we'll have a great time together and, and congratulations on the show. Absolutely. Now, uh, one of the things that that some some of my audience probably gets frustrated is like, well, Jackson, why didn't you study his background? Why why didn't you articulate exactly who he is? And what? I understand why you would want that, but I'm not going to robotically point out all the details of somebody who has something that I value tremendously in business, and that's tenure, right? You're you're an old guy. I'm an old guy. I got my gray hairs coming in. How do you summarize uh, 15 seconds? You can't, but it's wisdom. That's what's there. So Robbie, based on your background, what are some of the, what are some of the accolades or the highlights of your background that the audience would really appreciate hearing and knowing like, Oh, wow. Okay. That's who I'm listening to. Uh, well, the, uh, probably the most important thing to say is that, uh, I failed a lot. Uh, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've always started, I'm very fast at starting out. I can start at any company in, within a year, I, I have it running. Uh, I've learned how to do this better every time, but in order to learn that, I, uh, I screwed up a lot. So I started my first company when I was 22. Um, that company is still around. It's a, it's a, a web development company uh, specializing in banks in that company. Um, but uh, when you're 22 uh, and you're, you're trying to learn how to hire people, how to sell, how to keep uh, clients on board, um, you make a lot of mistakes. And probably that's one of the most important things. Uh, the other thing is that huge. I, I learned uh, how to um, make models, uh, how to test them. And uh, that helps me a lot in order to avoid the next the, the same mistake the next time so yes. i try to learn from that and to teach um to share this information um i've been a mentor uh, for for startups i've been judge for pitch competitions um i've been a um a, a university professor and um, an entrepreneurship matters but most important probably is that uh I'm a company builder. I, I, that's what I do. That's what I love to do. Uh, so, um, and I'm a family man and I'm a basketball player. Um, so. Yeah. Whoa. We overlap way too much. My, like this, this is great. My first company as well. I was 22. Um, that's, that's just weird. And then this right here, most people don't know that's LeBron James breaking the scoring record. Um, so yeah, okay. I got a fist bump. Okay, cool. We can get along. We can continue this interview now. Oh, that's great, man. And I love that you led with the the failure aspect. It's, it's so easy to get caught up in the hype and it's so important for entrepreneurs, visionaries, founders to realize that what they're going into while it's fun and it's exciting, it's a jungle. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a journey, um, that, that, take some serious chops um, and willingness to uh, willingness to face extreme risks. Am I wrong about that? Or, or do you agree with that? No, I totally agree. Uh, totally agree. Uh, um, there are a lot of risks involved in starting out. Um, but you know, one thing that I learned is how to calculate the risk. And this is, something I, I teach my, I, I teach my kids. <laughs> That's what yeah. I tell them. 
don't take unnecessary risks. Yeah. We take risks every day. Make no unnecessary risk. And so what's an unnecessary risk is the first thing I say is if you're not willing to lose it, don't risk it. Wow. If you're not willing to lose something, don't risk it. Don't risk your family. Don't don't risk your health. Um, If you're not willing to lose something, don't risk it. That's one of my rules. And the other one is whatever you're going to win or earn by risking whatever, it should be worthy. It it should be worth your time, your energy, your mind. So it has to be worth it. So if, if these two things, if you don't have these two things, that's an unnecessary risk. That's just doing it because of ego or doing it because of whatever reason, but not the right reasons. It, it very well could be. I appreciate that a lot. Um, in fact, um, I'm going to reinforce that a little bit. So one, it's, it's advice that I either received and didn't listen to early on, or it's advice that I didn't receive early on. I'm not sure which. Um, it's very possible I ignored it. But I did take the unnecessary risks. And uh, while I still, you know, there's there's some elements of that, that one, I'd never, I don't regret the path. Um, I don't regret the process of learning. I know I had to learn certain things at a certain time for my life. One of those risks was my family, right? I ended up divorced. I think a lot of that did have to do with the unnecessary risks that were involved with the process. Um, on the same token, I risked my health. I ended up getting a back surgery at 28 years old um, because I was spending a lot of time doing this on the computer and not enough time in the gym. Uh, And when I was in the gym, I was going all out playing. I was playing four hours of basketball with no stretches, you know, and not taking myself, my care myself, myself the rest of the week. Right. And so I share that not as a pity party, my friends listening in as a realization that if you haven't yet, sacrificed elements like that in your lives, use this opportunity to say, I'm going to draw a line in the sand and I'm going to make sure that I forecast, you know, my results faster. I work with somebody who can help me not fall into those same types of traps. So thank you for sharing that, Robbie. What's your vision for those that you serve? Oh, well, I I think that one of the first thing is be true to yourself. It's, um, yourself to what really motivates you and and try to make things better uh, I mean we're all gonna die we know that so it's so for me what I think it's not a, um, the important thing is not how much you accomplish yourself but what's your legacy how much you leave behind for the others because you know you're going to die right so yeah uh, so, so for me, how are you changing the, the status quo? How are you changing the situation? How are you changing your industry? How are you changing your community? Um, and you can make money while making positive changes. It's not those, these two things, they, it's not like they are divorced. Um, so I, I liked working with, with entrepreneurs and with companies that that share that vision that's not just making money because making money and, and i mean that's that's okay we we, we all need money money support to run business to hire people to provide jobs better jobs um that's important yep. but 
but also what are you leaving behind? What what yeah. when after you're gone, what what's going to be left behind? What what's going for the next generation to build upon? Absolutely, that's well said. I mean, that's a big part of this podcast too. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons why I do it is these. You know, rather than me trying to do everything myself, bringing people like you on to share. So it's your fault if people don't like my legacy, by the way. Um, <laughs> we'll share the blame. No, but, but podcasting is great because yeah. uh, the content will, will be there for a long time. And yeah. people can add up to that. Absolutely. Every little one of these episodes for me represents a rich dad, poor dad conversation. Um, you know, an opportunity to, to dive into somebody else's experience like that. So, Robbie, what's your vision for yourself? you got a long life ahead. What's What, what else do you see on your horizon? Well, at, at this point in life, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching 50. So uh, next year, I'm, I'm turning 50. Um, and what I really like uh, to do is to uh, teach more. You know, that's something that I... I, I enjoyed while I was a university professor. I really enjoyed teaching. Um, so that's something for, for the future that I plan on doing more, writing more. Um, that's also something that I, I plan on doing, um, write a little bit more. I, I'd like to write short stories for kids. Um, so that's something that I really like, would like to do more. Um, and, uh, and also like have a balance because Working is important as long as as you have an impact. Your your work has an impact. Um, you have to measure that. And also, family is important. And you also have to measure your impact on your family. Um, and for me, it's important. I I, I I never miss a basketball game. I try not to miss a basketball game, but at least a championship basketball game. Uh, my kid, um, of either of my kids. Uh, be with my wife on, on important dates, um, be with my mom. Uh, I, I mean, family is also important. I, I think Love that it. one of the one of the errors, the biggest mistakes that I made when I was younger is like um, devoting all the time to, to build and build and building and, and not enough time um, on I'm taking care of the people I love, of myself, um, the community. Uh, you can be uh, a fierce player in, on your field, but but not that doesn't mean that you have to be a mean person or that you have to be like a shark. Or right. you, you you can you can manage. So I think that's one of the most important things, and that's something that I try to do: help people build stuff. Uh, build companies, build ideas, build upon that, um, and see how that can grow and expand and have better lifestyles, uh, have better families, have better communities. I think that's the most important thing. I love that. Um, you know, to, to go the opposite direction of what I said earlier, because life is full of paradigms, right? We share one truth. Uh, you know, I don't drink milk. Um, right. And somebody's like, oh, he never drinks milk. No, no, no. I just meant I don't drink milk right now this month. Um, right. I'm on a diet. So when I talked about losing my family um, and, the, and the challenge related to the not preparing or going into unnecessary, that's on the flip side. 
I had the benefit of being a stay-at-home dad since my daughter was born. Um, right. So I've been there for, for the processes. And while we have limitations of access due to shared custodies at this point, the ability to be intentional with my parenting has always been my top priority. Dad first, entrepreneur second. Um, and it's, it's a huge blessing. Um, in addition to that, you mentioned education. Um, so we're going to share something on the screen real quick because we would love to have your influence further, no matter if that's five minutes, entertain me on this show about it, or you working hand in hand with us long term. This is our group for Latinos to find work, to know how to get the job interview skills that they need, to learn that Fiverr and Upwork exist and Canva exist and train them on how to do that, to get language classes from people like Patrick. Uh, to, to really, again, help bridge that economic gap from South America and North, and North America. And uh, we have plenty of space in there. If you or you know people who can help with the process, we need more doctors involved with the hospital, right? We have lots of people who need help. We need more people coming in there and, and, and leading the way, not just the gringo, um, you know, like, but people who are more relatable in that essence. You know, I've done this for a long time. I've been building that for more than eight years um, and talking to people in Argentina, Uruguay, et cetera, trying to get a, a site for it. I'm so happy that Cynthia and the team, they now represent the, the branding side of it. And they're able to show by example that this is possible and that this is this is something that, that could be awesome. So I just want you to know, you will always be welcome in our community to throw some wisdom down. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll be I'm very glad to, to share information or to help out in any way I can. Thank you, man. That'll be great. That's, Congratulations. That's an awesome project, too. You know, I love it. Um, speaking of that, that legacy and balance you talked about, uh, we don't have the program launched, but it will be the name of our app, V, Balanced Entrepreneurship. That's what I keep that in my mind at all times, so I never lose sight of it. And that's why we'll name the program that. But in addition to that, um, the, the thing you said about legacy, what I work on is when I consider going into companies, I think about my kiddos. I think it, it, when I work with this company, is this a project that I'll be excited to talk to them about someday? Is this, is this an entity that I want to talk to my children about in the future? That's the, that's the number one determination. Um, I don't look at, it's not the brand, it's not the industry. It's more the person who's leading the way with that and me saying, if I align with them and my kids ask me about that someday, is that a relationship that I'm going to be excited to influence them and help them see what types of depths of opportunities exist in the world for them too? So sounds like you're doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, you know, it's trying to, net, network is very important and building relationships and human, human interactions. Um, Right now, I, I believe that a lot is being lost and and uh, being one hundred percent digital. Mm. Um, and um, I think that having those skills, having the human skills, right. um, is is what really build relationships and can and build communities. That's that's the way to do it by by understanding wow. each other and being able to talk to each other to uh, be empathetic uh, about it and understanding the, the problems of the community. Absolutely. That's another uh, strength that I'll, you know, again, I don't want to get 
I don't want to get into race stuff, culture stuff that I'm a little bit out of my, my league in from a diplomacy standpoint. But one of the things I love about Mexico um, and, and going there with my, uh, my recent ex-wife, right? We were down there and we start, you know, we had a little campfire cooking elote, cooking corn. Next, you know, the, the whole neighborhood's coming. Um, you know, and, and they're all, they all know each other and they're all participating. We're playing Loteria together, we're playing bingo together, um, you know, and, and kicking the soccer ball together and, and everybody's hanging out with each other. And, you know, my neighbor is here, you know, in, in my apartment complex, right? I, I've knocked on their doors, try to get to know them. You know, it, it doesn't work. It's not the same, um, as, as what's down there. There's a, there's a balance that can exist. There's soft skills that need to be relearned in our environment, if we want to achieve the best community, the best lifestyles possible, we have an opportunity to level up on that. Robbie, I'm going to switch gears real quick for you. Um, I'm going to stop taking the mic so often. Um, but what's what would you say is the worst leadership experience that you've ever seen, been a part of, experienced? What does that look like? What do people what should people be aware of in terms of bad leadership? Uh, OK, so one of the worst leadership experiences I, I have uh, seen and had to manage, um, it was when one of the co-founders of, of one company I, I was uh, I, I was uh, an angel investor in. I, 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 I did some of it. Um, and one one of the founders was all about uh, all about appearances. Uh, how things seem to be and not actually how things were. Um, and, and I had a problem with that because, because the whole team started to build upon uh, possible outcomes, but not reality. Yeah. Um, uh, and a lot of uh, show, but no, no substance. Um, and, and that is a fast way to lose trust. Uh, that's a fast way to, to uh, yeah, so that's one thing I had to, to manage because I believe leadership, one of the most important traits that you, I, I try to convey and, and share is uh, be true to yourself and be true to, it, there's no shame in saying I'm starting from scratch. Right. There's no shame in that. Uh, there's no in saying uh, I'm trying to close my first my, my first client, or there's no shame in in, in doing it. I, I mean, but when you try to build up an image that's fake or that's just a facade, that um, your team learns that, and right. then you don't know what's true. You don't know what's real. Ooh, um, well so said. I, I'd say that that's one of the worst leadership experiences I, I, I have seen. Um, and, and, and yeah, that's, that's probably it. That is, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to leave the mic alone, <laughs> but what you just added, I mean, we live in a world where image has become so valuable and so important, you know, to people that, a lot of people are creating these facades, I would even say on accident. Now, there's people who do it on purpose, too. But when when you build a phenomenal website, because you were given an amazing template, you know, and then you're able to use ChatGPT or put together basic common interests by modeling 
you know, Nike and what Nike says about their shoes and you come out with shoes and you're able to model all the same things they already talked about, uh, you're setting a precedence of expectations for people that they're going to judge you based on. And you're right. It is one of the greatest things that kills reputations uh, that people don't realize like, oh, man, you know, you bring the team in. The team's expecting to be working for a Nike, but you don't have any infrastructure whatsoever. And now there's a fight because you tricked me, um, you know, and I thought that was this, et cetera. Like that's the transparency game. Um, it's, uh, you know, it comes down to those soft skills of communication. Oh, well said, man. I, I hadn't thought about that from the way you said it. If you facade, right, if you put a facade on and your yep. team members will start putting that facade, whoa, that's an exponential problem. Yeah. What's, what's the best? What's the best leadership experience? If we were to go in the opposite direction, what what have you seen? In terms of best. Oh, well, um, don't be hard to pick because I've, I've had, uh, I've worked with so many amazing uh, founders and uh, each of them has, has had their own styles and their own, some of them have been um, awesome and lead by, by example guys that they, uh, one, one of my, probably one, one of my uh, oldest friends and my first co-founder um, he was 17 when we started working together. So I mean, he's turning 44 today. Wow. So um, he's a jolly guy. I mean, he's he's very knowledgeable. He, he knows about 26 different uh, programming languages, and and he's uh, uh, he's great in cybersecurity. Uh, but he's a jolly guy and. He can work uh, at times for banks. We have had uh, the team. Um, we have had to work for days and nights and solve them issues that were potentially dangerous for 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 the bank um, or having um, cybersecurity threats that needed to be taken care of. And you, you, he would stay with the guys days and nights working on the issue and everyone would be happy mm -hmm. be ch the challenge was uh, taken like in such a good way everyone's excited to to face the challenge together um so he's a great team builder wow. and, and and everyone is always happy right now um he has uh, his developers and he has for for tacos and he, he brought some uh, 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 PlayStation games and and that's him. Um, so that is something that I, I really admire in his leadership style. Uh, he works side by side, even even though he he can he oversees a, a, a team that uh, he could just say, oh, guys do this or guys do that, but when there's going to be um, more work than usual, he's always in. And he brings the pizza or he sends pizza because we have guys working uh, remotely, different different pizzas. Uh, so it's funny because he, if he has pizza for the guys working at the office, he sends pizza to the guys working at home. Um, that's awesome. And, and that's that's like one of the... And, and the other, another example of... Uh, leadership is 
in another of our companies, we build like smart uh, smart stores. We, it's like, uh, uh, you know, the Minority Report uh, movie where it does yeah. who knows who you are. And so we, we do that. Cool. We, it's it's a, like a retail tech company. Um, wow. Well, we, we don't go into the, 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 the part of actually recognizing you because of privacy issues, but we okay. know people is inside a store and depending on how many customers you have, we change the music and we change the, the digital signage and we can send like promos um, depending on how many people are in the store. So we do that. Nice. Uh, so cool. our, 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 my co-founder and high school friend, uh, he was like a, one, of, one of those uh, baby geniuses. Um, and his leadership style is opposite to, to my other friends. And, his leadership style is very, it's all math, but he, he hires uh, his, his team, his development team uh, with, with challenges. And he keeps on challenging the developers and the team and, and they love it. And, and when there, there comes this uh, like intellectual challenges, things I, I, I wouldn't know because I, I right. would like, I mean, he's a tech, Genius, um, but I see his leadership style, and it's totally different. And we have had we don't have a, a desertion on the team. We have had the same guys together like for ten years, um, mm. because they love to build, they love to invent, um, they love it when when we uh, we have we have two patents, and that was like a huge thing for everyone on the team. They were like. Yeah. This would, and so two different leadership styles, um, and both of them very true to themselves, right? Um, and I think that's an important thing. So, like, lead, lead by example on the one side, and lead with challenges, like, challenging yeah. the mind of people and making them part of building something new and having them um, become part of the success of the company. On, on the other side. I think those are two great examples of, of leadership that I've seen um, very close. Oh, dude, I love that. That's that's my favorite best leadership experience we've had today. Um, because of the, the parallel of the two different, the harmony that exists with two different styles, right? But based on a clear vision, right? An identity that created a culture where people then gravitated towards belonging. Right. Yep. And that's that's so cool that that they both did that in different ways. Um, we as leaders all have the opportunity to do the same thing, you know, figure out, OK, what do we want? How do we want this office environment feel? How do we want to facilitate that? Also, that was really cool how, you know, he's remembering to send the pizza right to the people who aren't physically in the office. And, you know, that reminds me that as as entrepreneurs, we have the opportunity. One of the funnels I see a lot of entrepreneurs forget about is their in-house funnel, right? They're, they're clients that work side by side with them every day, right? The people we hire, the people we bring on as team members, that's our front line. If we're not taking care of them, how are they gonna turn around and take care of the people that we're trying to bring in as our ideal prospects, right? So uh, it takes a diligent energy and investment of time and, and resources to pay attention to your team needs. Yet there's also an abundance that comes from doing so. And so thank yeah. you for sharing that. All right. Let's pretend that this is the last opportunity that you ever have, Robbie. 
to share one powerful lesson with visionaries that they can learn from your experience? What would the last lesson be? Well, the most important one for me is uh, don't be afraid to, to fail. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, that that's I, I think and, and I, I think many people say this, but with social media around, um, I find that many many founders are terrified of making a mistake because of how they would look on, on Instagram or Facebook or really, it's not that important. Um, it's not that important. Um, it's uh, I, I would say that the world is being changed by people who are not afraid to make those mistakes, who are not afraid to go out there and do things. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it for the right reasons, I, for instance, I don't believe in blame. I, I don't think that blame is, I, I don't think it exists. It's, it's, right. it's uh, the blame that someone is going to blame you for the, dude, uh, I mean, if, Unless you're doing something bad on purpose, right? I believe that you're doing, you're trying to do something good or uh, or leave something better than uh, than, than you found it, um, and you made a mistake. And that mistake, if you're trying to do something well, you're trying to do good for someone else or for yourself or for your company, and you make a mistake, man, that's okay. It's no one to blame. It's better than just to sit and do nothing. Um, so, uh, I, I would say that uh, one of the most important things that I will tell uh, fellow entrepreneurs is uh, stop paying that so much attention to what other people think, um, to how you look on, on your social media or how you look outside. Um, I mean, it's important. You have to have a marketing department, of course. So you have to do sales. So you have to, you have to do that. And I'm not saying that that's not important uh, on the commercial side of things. Yep. Are paramount. If you don't sell, then whatever you're doing is a hobby. But but what I mean is, when you're really starting out, you can't be afraid to fail. You have to know that odds are that you will fail, that you will make a mistake or several mistakes. And that's not the problem. The problem is, are you able, willing, capable of making this better, of, um, of understanding that mistake? Why did it happen? How can I make it better? Can I all try again? Do you have the resilience to do that? Um, and the other thing is, Never wait for ideal situations. They never come around. Nothing is ideal. Right. Uh, I've had so many um, good founders that they lost their moment because they were looking for ideal, ideal time. No, it's not done. No, it, we have to just try it out. Go out and sell it um, and say, be truthful. Say, hey. I think we still can develop this, this, and this, and this, and this, but would you like to try it? Um, so, uh, so many, and some other good founders have done just that, have just gone and tried things out and say to the customers or to clients, hey, I'm building this. Do you want to be a part of this? Um, and then that's how you just, 
ideal ideal is never around. In in my experience, it's um, when 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 you send me out this uh, the form uh, to get to, to know each other better. Um, I recall this this experience that you know Central America is a beautiful place. Now it's it's beautiful, it's awesome. Everything's nearby, good people and stuff. But when I was growing up, um, I was raised in Central America. I was born in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, it, we, we have had some, some, such a good season this season, but well, I still have a Steelers fan. Uh, but I was raised in Central America. And when I was a kid, the whole region was in the middle of civil wars and we had like two earthquakes and floods and, um, and so I, I learned how to live with uncertainty. Mm. Um, and, and when you asked, uh, you, you, you asked the question the forum and, and I remember this, this time when I was starting out, I was, uh, with one of my first companies and I was, uh, going to visit a client in Honduras. That's, uh, uh, so I took a bus. It's uh, so like a nine hour ride on the bus. And, wow. and, and, and of course I have my, my cowboy boots on because I, at the time I always had my cowboy boots on, my jeans and uh, my, my jacket, uh, my computer. And when we were reaching uh, the, uh, this uh, San Pedro Sula in Honduras, this, uh, one of the main cities, we were stopped by, by, a, by a group of, or by a community that was, they were revolting because of water, uh, actually it was because of a water, uh, a water situation. So they were revolting. So they held our bus, they held it hostage as part oh, of their wow. for for the government. Uh, so, so there I was with uh, 30 other people on the bus and, uh, and during the night they, they had all this, uh, the, the, the army tried to come in, they couldn't and they had, they were shootings and there were, um, and they would come in and hit the bus with sticks and with, you know, like, uh, like this, uh, uh, image of, uh, Frankenstein being hunted, uh, followed by by all the, the with with forks and sticks and forks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitting the bus and and yelling to us and screaming and uh, so we didn't sleep at all. Um, they would, they, you know, they would rock the bus too. Yeah, they rocked the bus. Uh, it, it was a very bad night. I, I I managed to send some messages to my my family say, hey, I don't know what's going to go to happen here. Uh, every next morning, so around 5 a.m. in the morning, I I picked and I saw that the guys were they were exhausted because of, of the of the night they had had the the ones who were hold, holding holding us and, and keeping us hostages. Um, they were exhausted so they were they they were asleep on on the on the sidewalks on the on the uh, side of the roads, um, so I just grabbed my computer. Um, I opened the, the door of the bus because the the, the, the driver had kept it shut, um, and I said I'm I'm walking, um, willing to run, 
on, with, with my cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah, not ideal, the situation. Those were not the ideal shoe word. That's not what I would have to run away from a hostage situation. Right. But that's what I had. And that was the window of opportunity. So I took it and I said to the guys in the bus, hey, look, guys, I'm out of here. If anyone wants to come with me, okay, right now is a good time because these guys are exhausted. They wouldn't be able to follow us. They won't be able to follow us. So if it's now or it's never, or it's, uh, I don't know what. Who knows what, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the only thing is that if you come, and we need to run, I'm not going to wait for anyone. I'm going to run. Um, so that's the only thing that, that I really need to say right now, because we don't know what's, how, how long, yep. how far we, we need to walk or, or run. Right. Um, and sure enough, um, five or six people say, okay, we go with you. And, and we started walking. That's how we skated. And the, the, the guys who stayed on the bus, they had to wait to be rescued like 24 hours later. Uh, and so same thing. And how fortunate, how fortunate that they were rescued. You know, you, you don't know the outcome. You never know the outcome. You never know the outcome. Mm -hmm. but, and, and the same thing happens when you're starting a business. The ideal situation will never come. Yeah. You, if you have to run with boots, do it. If that's what you got, go. Absolutely. I love that. I got your quote here, two of them. I didn't get the last one there, but but don't take unnecessary risks and don't be afraid to fail. Um, right. Huge. I, I love the harmony in what you're talking about. And the world of non-musicians often misses the reality that harmony means you have two different notes of two different levels, right? The ability to have seemingly opposite realities combine, even discord is a fantastic course of music. And so when it comes to building, right, knowing how to apply the wisdom that Robbie just gave us in your life as a visionary, knowing where it applies, when it applies, how to pull that all together. That's, you know, I hope that you develop a strong sense of intuition within yourself. You, you only know when you have the boots on. You only know when you're in that thing that you have to escape. It may not be as clear as a bus um, being rocked by people. It may be even more dangerous and more scary than that. We don't know. I can't predict what's going to be ahead for you in your life, nor can Robbie. But if you stick to the principles, um, you'll typically um, end up with a better outcome than if you don't. And there is a sense of, of long-term value from living by what I would call the law of the harvest as we tie all of this together. Um, and that's, you're going to reap what you sow eventually. You know, and if you believe that and you trust in that, then you can you can survive the tougher times where other entrepreneurs may fold the cards um, and decide, you know, well, let's not move forward with this. So um, with all that said, um, last thing I'll cover is you talked about blame. Um, and and I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, any decision I've ever made that has led to a less than exciting outcome or an awful outcome where whether whether it was a lawsuit that occurred or whether it was $67,000 that didn't get paid to me, um, you know, not mentioning a specific number for any reason, but whatever, whatever has not happened, it was my responsibility to start that relationship to begin with. It was my responsibility to 
to cultivate that relationship at a different capacity. I was the one who chose to take the contract. I was the one who chose to work with those individuals. I'm the one who chose my relationships in life. It is always, I always have responsibility in the circumstances that I'm in. And the moment I turn that over to others is a moment I become a slave to whatever decision, whatever thing I've, I've given that I've given authority over the rest of my life. Right. And the only, the only person I'm willing to turn my will over to is God. And I'm very willing to do that. That's just my personal take on it. This was awesome, Robbie. We do have to shut down fast because I got kiddos to get to tonight. Um, but this is so good. Vision pros. If you have any questions for Robbie, uh, any comments about this, by all means, drop that in the comments. We'll make sure to tag him and let him know. Um, if you want to be a vision pro, if you want to be a guest on vision pros and share your vision with us and with our audience and by all means, definitely feel free to apply. And then all the, all the resources we talked about, we'll be putting them in the landing page as well. So you can access those, uh, feel free to subscribe for updates as well. Robbie, this was amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on vision pros. Oh, thank, thank you, Jackson. I had a great time and, um, I'm happy to help, happy to help if anyone wants to just bounce ideas around or want to um, learn a little bit more on how I start a startup or how to uh, build custom lab uh, or without failing uh, at the early stage because you, you might fail. You, you will make mistakes. Right. Um, just look me up, just look me up in, uh, on LinkedIn and, and drop me a line and we, we can chat. I'm almost open to chat. Vision pros, take him up on that. He said, don't be afraid to fail. Right. Don't be afraid to reach out um, and see what happens in that in that regard. Robbie will be doing the same with opportunities. I'll see you there. Everybody have a great, great Christmas if we don't see you before then. Bye bye. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent